Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is a holiday in America. It is Memorial Day. It's a day to thank, I guess, the military and all the people who have fought in wars and work to protect in some way or another um, our world. So let's hope that that's what happens for all of us. And no matter where we are in the country, that we all feel safe and protected. I did want to say that um, it's like 530 in the morning on a holiday. So I don't see anyone from California in the switchboard, which I think is absolutely cool. It's, It's funny to see that, but I don't know if I'd wake up on a holiday either. But today's topic is actually a very cool topic. I ran into this article in the Huntington Post and or the Huffington, Huffington Post, Huntington is a street that we used to live on. And it talked about the ten things that are changing in our world. And I thought, oh, you know, technology, that's the first thing that comes to mind. But the 10 things that are changing at 10 times the speed of normal changes that would happen in our world. And that caught my eye because of the things it was saying. When things change, we all know, okay, we got into technology. And that changed the way we shop. That changed the way we bank. That changed the way we we think it tells us our weather. We don't watch television. Like all this stuff is going on, and yet it all added up. It all added up. But what did it add up to? Now, if you've been following this show, we've been doing this show for five years. 17 years ago, I had an experience where I saw Christ for the first time. And I have to say the first time because once I saw him, I see him. Not all the time. It's not like I'm, you know, visiting every day. But I do hear him all the time. And then once in a while, I will actually see him. And, okay, we think that was the story. But that, in a weird way, it kicks everything off. But it's the smallest part of the story. Story because now that time has passed, I wrote a book called Origins of Truth. If you did not receive that book, it's an ebook, it's an actual book, a hardcover book, um, pretty daunting size. However, the things that Christ said in there from 17 years ago about how everything was going to change. And yet, at that time, I couldn't imagine. And at that time, as well, and I know everyone always thinks times past were simpler, but they were simpler because technology hasn't started to accelerate the way we live and breathe. And so now, when you go back and read the book, you're like, oh, my gosh, that's what this looks like. That's what this looks like. And every time you read the book or just even pick up a page, it is now very relevant. 
And I remember Christ telling me, just telling me, that by the time people read this, we will be starving for this information. So God has been preparing us and helping us learn and adjust. But what if you were someone who didn't find that book? What if you were someone who doesn't know that stuff? It still shows up at your door because the information is for everybody. I think the coolest thing is, is the miracle of it. So with that being said, I was fascinated by this article because it directly coincided with what Christ told me. And I love when that happens because we're always striving for progress. We're always outgrowing rules, and yet we keep them out of the fear of changing them. But, boy, things have changed. When I looked through this, it became amazing because, you know, there's a rise. This is literally the line that they say. There is a rise of independence, and they call them us digital nomads. It's the rise of location independence, and it's called DNX, D as in dog or digital, N as in nomad, and then X, like the movement, like Gen X or any other X. But there's a global DNX movement where people can live anywhere and work. And at first, it was one or two people. Now it is so many that the Internet, that is one of the biggest things that changed. Other than the information, other than all the communication between people, we now don't have to pay rent for office space. We can live anywhere we want. We no longer need a mailing address to have a business. All we need is an email address and social media. People can pay us through Internet. We can create a basic income, and we can also create our jobs. And that's what's happening. And we are in the rise of it. It's not that it wasn't happening, but now it's happening so much that this is, they have like the seven facts that prove the global mind shift or mindset is happening. And these are the things that are happening. And this one made me the happiest. Outdated employment models are dying. And the picture they show is somebody wearing a suit, walking in an office where people are divided by cubicles. That's going. That's leaving. People are tired of working for big corporations with no security to fulfill someone else's dreams. They want to get away from sitting all day because it's killing us. 
They don't want to work nine to five. Even though working at home at times, you will work more than that, but you're at home. Your family's stronger. Your health is better. You get up and walk around. You eat better. You're not subject to just taking what's available. It has really changed already. Even people who do work for corporations have different kinds of schedules where they're not going in to an office every day. So that's number one. That model, that business model is now outdated. Now, there are open-minded companies that realize that they need people who are highly motivated and talented, and now they have to pay top dollar for someone's expertise. So what people are doing now, and this is why this is happening, I know in America is that we have the highest number of entrepreneurs that we have ever had in our history. Because what people have done is that they have gone to companies, learned a skill, and now that skill that they have is what they market, and they pull themselves out of the company and make the company pay them and they ask for whatever a company will pay. So that supply and demand has happened for that intellectual property. And that is the beginning of us starting to grow as well emotionally because we've gone backwards emotionally for a long time because we were stunted. You can't say this at work. You can't do that at work. And anger and things festering. And it just snowballed into people feeling like nobody at the end of the day. If they had a job where they were told to listen, follow directions, and not contribute from themselves. Now we have what they call solopreneurship instead of entrepreneurship, where the person starts, owns, and runs their own business alone. When it is growing into the most powerful force in the future world of work. They don't even go to VCs, to venture capitalists. They don't even do that. They fund themselves. They grow themselves. They have nobody to answer to in terms of fear of not being able to pay or pay people back. So they're not even dependent on big investors. Otherwise, every day would be hard to get started for a company. So they start small and grow big. So this is happening. That's one. But listen to the second one. This is, un, you know, because anyone who's grown up in, in America and in any other country, school is where you learn. Unschooling, it's called unschooling, is shaking the educational system. Big thinkers, creators, entrepreneurs are challenging the educational system. Schools are now looked at as teaching us to lead just an ordinary life and being able to function in society 
as like a cog in the wheel. And we are now doing what? We are focusing on our gift. Painters are coming back. Writers are coming back. Builders are coming back. Carpenters are coming back. People who have services for technology are being created where they have a specialty, where someone is just the SEO or somebody is a website developer or somebody, you know, works with helping you create your book. And all of these businesses are starting to form to support our dreams and our gifts. And everyone has different ones. Farming is becoming one of them. Alternative medicine. Places that help with the mind and the soul. And all of the things that I'm telling you about right now, which is the most beautiful part of the whole thing, we will also evolve out of at some point. And that's how fast we are growing. We are seeing, now that we're breaking the old paradigms, and they are breaking. And all my friends who have children in school are saying, gosh, things are so different now, even in schools, even in the way that they're teaching us. Because the old educational system has become so outdated and colleges have become so expensive that who in the world wants to start life with debt? And what we did is we do not reward education. We financially punish the student to go to school. There is a woman, a single mom, just in the past two months, right before tax day came, that had financial debt for education, a student loan, and when she was gonna get her tax refund, because she owed money to her student loan that she could not pay back, she's a single mom, they automatically took her tax refund with no warning. She was expecting that money. She needed that money. She had no chance of getting it back. It wasn't left up to her to pay it back when she could. So now people are saying, hey, you know what? If I go to school, I'm going to have a debt bigger than I will make probably in my lifetime. I know people who are in their 40s and early 50s still paying off their student debt. They're attorneys, so their education costs them quite a bit of money. But at Columbia University, and I I don't remember what year this was, but I want to say between five and ten years ago, the candidates who were graduating walked in with a ball and chain on their on their legs showing that now that they're going out into the world they're going out behind but you know what's happening now 
because people started hacking the old educational system is that a lot of the prestigious universities are putting their knowledge online for free. At least for now, it's free. It's a number of tutorials, webinars, online courses available, and it gives us control over what we learn. Education, unschooling, or world schooling is growing. Families are traveling the world. Communities are meeting up. We teach our kids about biology and language and history and culture, and then we go out and experience it full hand in a jungle, in villages. We're learning. We are evolving. That's the coolest news of our lives. But this is happening now. While they're reporting all the crazy, bad, ugly stuff on the news, this is happening. And remember, I would say every time we hear bad things, there is balance. It's just that we're such an influx. The more you educate yourself on what's going on around you, the better you can feel about life. Instead of feeling like everything is falling apart, people are busy making this a better world. We have not given up on our world. And if we're just going to report every terrorist act and nothing else, then we think that's all that's happening in the world, but that is not what's happening. That's a very small percentage of what's happening, and we are going to as well evolve out of that. But right now the world is spreading from gray to black and white. It's either two languages, the language of love or the language of the lack of love. From origins of truth. I don't even know how I could have ever conceived while I was writing that book what all of that meant. Imagine just seeing Christ and having this stuff come out of you every single night, every single night, and thinking you knew what it meant, and yet every time you read it, you see the wisdom, you see the method behind the madness. And boy, when when Christ kept saying help is on the way, God is coming with, with, you know, solutions to who we are, they're here. It is amazing because the next one, these things are huge. Our health system is not helping us anymore. Over the last decade, the last 10 years, alternative medicine has been brought back into Western societies. Western medicine has long been funded by the big pharma companies. More and more people started to question our health system. We're wondering now if the chronic diseases like diabetes, asthma, dementia, have to be normal. We're realizing something isn't right. Why are we all on maintenance medication and do we really need it? My friend, Dr. Mihoko, who passed away last April, um, August 11th, used to say the whole thing with 
with cholesterol was made up. They just came up with a number. And then they were, she showed this to me in the medical journals, how they were now going back to see how that's changed the medical industry. They didn't even know what number was. They came up with a number. And she said, never, ever, ever, never, never, ever take cholesterol medication. And I thought, why? That's such a blanket statement. She said, don't say anything to anybody because this has not been proven and I could be liable. I did a summit with Dr. Mihoko, and she was supposed to talk about a lot of the things that have actually happened. And she said she was going to at first, but as the time came closer, she kept it very technical, and it was really boring to the listener because she was scared of liability. She was concerned. But what it's saying in this article is this system is about to crash. We have an opioid epidemic that's actually worldwide, bigger in the United States because more physicians were just normally dispensing this medication to patients on a regular basis. I know people who've been on it for over 20 years. They didn't die from it yet. And they were taking more and more and running out at the end of the month and then blowing up, trying to cope with the withdrawal. We were given medications that were meant to save our lives for one day on a regular basis, let alone anything else we're taking. And there are some medications that are needed. This isn't to bash medications. What I'm saying, though, is for things that we don't need it for, we actually don't need to take it. Why? Because of the next one. For food is healing ourselves and the planet. We're connecting food to health. We're restoring balance in our bodies. And it seems crazy how badly we treated our bodies in the past decade. What happened to us was that when we ate processed junk food as food and we ate non-food products as food and non-natural products as food, we were still looking the same or heavier, but our bodies were not malnutritioned because there was actually no nutrition in the food we were eating. And that started a lot of the illnesses that we now have. It's just our body reacting to not having gas. It had just enough to keep it going, but then our immune system started breaking down, which needed medications to restore. Our thinking started breaking down. The, the um, ingredients in our food were making our kids fly on super speed. Now we're calling them ADD, and now we're medicating that, and we just got into this world that we had to dial back. And it's changing. The first people who started eating organic were looked at as, like, weird. Everything's always weird in the beginning until it's not. But now we're saying, oh, is that local? Oh, is that organic? Are we spraying that food? Because we realized the spray that we were spraying on the food 
it got us in the gut. It ruined our entire digestive system, caused us to bloat. It started giving us illness. Some of us were more sensitive than others. Should we be eating meat with antibiotics? Should we be eating meat? Are there plant-based proteins? Can we get protein any other way? What is going on with cancer, diabetes, and heart disease, and why do we have them? Oh, there's like trans fat in our food. Oh, there's like all these chemicals in our food. Oh, my gosh, nitrates are in our food. They used nitrates to make bombs during the First and Second World Wars. How that got into our lunch meat, I don't even know the history of that. Going vegan, not vegetarian. Vegetarian's different than vegan. We're also eating a lot of substitutes. So unless you're just eating fresh fruits and vegetables, all the vegan places I've gone to create food that tastes like meat, but they need tofu to do that, and a lot of that is GMO. So you have to really be careful and study what you're doing. But the good news is, We are studying what we're doing. We are studying what we're doing. We are studying what we're eating. I only have five minutes left. I can't believe it. The show is just going by so fast. But the next one is commercialism and capitalism are crying out for renewal. Going shopping at a mall? I I can't tell you the last time I was in a mall to shop. People in remote areas can order what they want. We're learning to shop online. We're learning to price compare. We're learning to live in that world of competitiveness. All that big real estate to go spend a day buying a bunch of stuff and that being a habit is going. Our time is being used differently. We're going for walks. We're not driving as much anywhere. It's changing. Seven billion people on this planet. Ten percent, which is seven hundred million people, suffer from burnout, chronic fatigue, and mental illness. Because of consumption and consumerism. But we're digging our way out of the manipulative mindset to consume and possess as much as we can. We don't need all the things we were told we needed. We're buying less cars. We're swapping clothes. We're going to flea markets. We're sharing vans. We're living in smaller spaces. It's still a long way to go, but we can feel it all around us. It is changing. Number six is the collaboration in crowd intelligence that disrupts all the power models. Our DNF, our just nomadic presence, is allowing us to meet with people in communities, local activities, techies, entrepreneurs, remote employees, change makers. Those things are happening in coffee shops. Those things are happening online. Sharing has become a more desirable way of owning. 
People want to stay in other people's homes and share the space they live in. They share cars. I haven't seen that as much here in California yet, other than, you know, apartments that people room with each other and that type of thing. But actual homes, I haven't seen that yet. But it must be happening somewhere. We share meals, we share knowledge, we share skills. Cryptocurrencies are shaking up the way money flows. Very, very interesting. But the last one, why am I here, is the mindfulness. The spirit, spirituality is reawakening what used to be weird meditation and yoga for hippies is now down the street. You can go to a yoga class. There's meditation places where you can go and just meditate. And I don't even know of those. But the mindfulness, talking about the mind, focusing on the body, training ourselves to think differently, learning to think differently, learning to accept stepping out of where we are. We're happier, healthier, more successful in life and in business. And we do feel like we are living a more meaningful life. And the ones who are paying attention first are leading the way for everyone else to feel safe enough to do that. You guys, I only have 17 seconds left. Have a great Monday. Really think about this. It's the digital nomads. Have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.